You know when a player retires and you hear all these great stories about them and you look at their career stats and realize you never noticed how great they were? Then you wish you had seen them play in person or at least you kind of feel like you just missed something. I hate that. I'm Alex Reisner and you're listening to Game of Chance, a show about baseball, statistics, history, culture, and the role of luck in baseball. I've always wished I could go back in time and see Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig Jimmy Fox, Ted Williams, those are the guys, you know, if I could go back in time, that's who I'd see. Probably Archie Vaughn, too, just because I have this fascination with Archie Vaughn. But whenever I think about going back in time, I realize that's impossible. I can't go back in time. Don't be an idiot. So I guess the important thing is really to see the players who are great now. But how do you recognize them? You know, it's not easy. I don't know if people back when they were seeing Sandy Koufax or Juan Marichal or Hank Aaron, you know, when you see those guys in the middle of their careers, how do you recognize that they're great? They start, they're rookies, they have no stats, they accumulate stats a year at a time, they get injured, they have slumps, they go through bad seasons. You might know that they're good, but there's not some announcement that they've suddenly become great. There's milestones that they pass, but it's usually not until they retire and you can really reflect on their career and people start writing about them that you realize a player is one of the all-time greats. And that's just too late. It's always bothered me. You know, I've always wanted to understand the significance of what's happening right now. That's why I make sure to see Albert Pujols at City Field every year when the Cardinals come to New York. He's definitely one of the 10 greatest hitters ever, probably one of the top five. And he's maybe the best hitter that I'll see for 20 years. Maybe that I'll ever see. And there are other guys who I like to see just because of their personalities. And often those players are the ones you wished you had seen even more than the ones who just had the great stats. Anyway, if I were to name the great players of this generation, and not the really young ones, but I think the ones who it's certain will be remembered as all-time greats. I would say it's Ichiro, uh, Manny Ramirez, Derek Jeter, Joe Maurer, Vlad Guerrero, Jim Tomey, Todd Helton, and Lance Berkman. Both of them seem to be really underappreciated. And Chipper Jones. Uh, for pitchers, Jamie Moyer, Johan Santana, Roy Oswalt, uh, relievers, Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. I guess I'd say Ken Griffey Jr. and Greg Maddox if they hadn't just retired. And Smoltz and Pedro Martinez are on that list too. I'm not sure. They both seem to be semi-retired. Today I want to talk about another player though. And he's not great because of his statistics. But he has an amazing story. And I think he's one of the legends of our time. I think it's one of the most important stories in baseball. This player is active, although he's, he's on the disabled list right now. He's a 30-year-old outfielder with fewer than 300 major league hits, which I know doesn't sound like much, but just hang on. His name is Rick Ankeel. You might remember about 10 years ago, he was a runner-up rookie of the year when he was a pitcher. Now, he, as far as I'm concerned, he was the Rookie of the Year. Better than Rafael Fercal, who won it. Uh, he was 
throwing 97 mile an hour fastballs. He had a heavy sinker and a crazy curveball. He struck out over a batter an inning. And the only National League pitcher who allowed more hits per inning was Chan Ho Park. And, well, if you remember, that's, been, that's when Chan Ho Park was really good. He had the, uh, the karate kicking power back then. Anyway, Rick Ankiel had an amazing rookie season. Tony La Russa gave him credit for getting the Cardinals to the playoffs. And at only 20 years old, La Russa gave him the ball in the first game of the playoffs. And he pitched well in the first two innings, didn't allow a run. But then in the third inning, he started to have some trouble. He started to lose his control a little bit. And he was, it was actually the first time in the modern era that a pitcher had thrown five wild pitches in one inning. It wasn't good. He started two games in the playoffs after that, and it was similar kind of results. It didn't look good, but, you know, he was 20 years old. It looked kind of like playoff jitters. So anyway, he starts the next season, and his control problems are still there. So they sent him down to AAA pretty quickly, uh, hoping that he can just work it out down there. Uh, but it was kind of strange. You know, experts said that his motion looked the same. They couldn't find any mechanical problems. And they started saying it might be a psychological thing, kind of like Steve Blass losing his control in the early 70s. You know, Steve Blass had pitched for over 10 years in the major leagues and then suddenly couldn't throw strikes. Anyway, in AAA, Ankiel did not get better. He walked 17 batters in less than five innings. Uh, with 12 wild pitches mixed in. So they sent him all the way down to Rookie League, where he was voted 2001 Player of the Year. He plays some designated hitter. So that was nice. But he's playing in Rookie League. And even that little bit of success didn't last that long. The next year, he sprained his left elbow and was out the whole season. But he worked out in the offseason... He started 2003 in AA, and he was pitching, but he was kind of in pain, and after a few months, they realized he was going to need Tommy John surgery. So, not only is his season over, but it wasn't clear if he was ever going to pitch again. As you might guess, Ankiel is pretty frustrated at this point. I mean, imagine his situation. Tony La Russa, the great Tony La Russa, Gives you credit for getting the Cardinals to the playoffs in your rookie season. You're just 20 years old. People think you're going to win Cy Young Awards. And then just five years later, you're injured for most of two years and you're barely able to pitch in the minors, even when you're healthy. That's not good. But he came back in 2004 and started in single A. His arm seemed alright. Recovered from the surgery okay. Worked his way up to double A, and then he got to triple A. And then, amazingly, in September, the Cardinals called him up, uh, and they used him as a reliever. He threw 10 innings, struck out nine, and walked only one. And so it seemed like a good sign. It seemed like he was back. He was back in the major leagues, pitching with some success. He played in the Puerto Rican League that winter and had a good season. And he came back to the Cardinals spring training in February 2005. 
and in a practice game, he began to lose his control again. At that point, he just couldn't take it anymore. He said in interviews that the frustration was starting to affect his personality. He just felt awful. He did something that no one really expected, not even his teammates. He announced he was going to become an outfielder. His teammates really were dumbfounded. The Cardinals owner, Walt Jockety, was disappointed. That's a quote, disappointed. And Tony LaRussa pointed out that he didn't even have minor league caliber outfield skills. But Ankeel was relieved. He just couldn't go on as a pitcher anymore. And he seemed to embrace the challenge of becoming an outfielder. He was ready to work on his hitting and fielding, and so he went to single A, and the Cardinals really worked with him. They gave him a chance to do it. They moved him up to double A in the middle of the year, and the following season they invited him to spring training as an outfielder. It was a pretty remarkable recovery. Tony La Russa had a ton of respect for Ankeel's work ethic and his talent level, and that's why he was even given the chance to do that. Unfortunately, in spring training, he injured his left knee and season-ending surgery. Again, third time in five years. Totally demoralizing, really. Um, but Ankiel was, you know, he's persistent. He recovered, and he was invited to spring training in 2007, and he went. And he didn't make the Cardinals team, but he became the starting center fielder for the AAA uh, Memphis Redbirds. And he didn't get injured in April, May, June, July. And then finally on August 9th, 2007, he got called up for the first time as an outfielder. And they put him in the second slot in the lineup. And he came to the plate in the first inning to a really long standing ovation. The game was in St. Louis. Hometown crowd knew what he had been through. In his fourth at bat, he came to the plate with two men on, and he hit a three-run home run to help the Cardinals beat the Padres. It was that moment that Tony La Russa listed as one of his proudest and happiest in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform. Two days later, Ankeel went three for four with two home runs and a spectacular catch in right field. And by the end of the month, he had his first grand slam. By the end of the season, he had another multiple home run game and a walk-off two-run triple against the Pirates. Charles Krauthammer wrote this. His return after seven years is the stuff of legend. Made even more perfect by the timing just two days after Barry Bonds sets a synthetic home run record in San Francisco, the natural returns to St. Louis. Since then, Ankeel has stayed in the major leagues as an outfielder. Remember when he came up, he was just 19, so he's still young. He's just 30 years old. He was carried off the field on a stretcher early last year after a collision with an outfield wall, but he was back within a month. And at the beginning of this season, he signed with Kansas City, so check out some Royals games if you want to see him play. Uh, he'll also have to wait till his quadriceps injury heals, but that should be just a few more weeks, hopefully right around the All-Star break. 
And that's the story of Rick Ankeel. There's not a lot of players I like to root for more than Rick Ankeel. You know, I hope he's able to have a somewhat full major league career and maybe he has an eight-year career as a mediocre outfielder and kind of disappears quietly. I don't want to see that happen. I want Ankeel to get more standing ovations. You know, his talent level is not like a Ichiro or a Joe Mowers, but I think he's as important to this era of baseball as anyone out there. I'm Alex Reisner, and you've been listening to Game of Chance. For comments, discussion, and more information, check out the website at gameofchance.alexreisner.com.